0: Countdown to the
2: beat, Two things don't play I, to I was born ready, but I'm never done Try on ten looks, just to find the right one Melanin pop bright like the sun Sun-kissed and you wish to compare, hun Be careful what you wish, don't you dare, hun Tried to warn you, see the message wasn't clear, hun I am a woman of my word, cause I'm fair, hun Give you what you ask for, cause I care, hun now you feel me, now you see me Exaggerate the eyes, feeling really pretty Jeff wanna be flippin', so I'm litty Call my crew, tell them meet me if you ain't busy. Now they trippin', but they will miss me Now I'm nails done, looking real glitty Long legs, long hair, looking real crispy We at the spot, now it's time to get real sippy I came
1: to work I came to work, slay Countdown to the beat, drop So two queens don't play To work Drag, slay, drag, slay, drag, slay, drag, slay, drag, slay. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. Let us explain what is going on. By the way, that is Monique Samuels from Real Housewives of Potomac with her hit "Drag Queens." Uh, what a song! I didn't even know she had a song. Uh, I, I, I always thought that her nemesis, Candice was the singer-songwriter and as an equal opportunity person I do need to give Candace equal time. So here is Candace's hit, which we saw her re-recording a couple weeks ago. I see you. Here's a snippet of that
0: send send a
1: to be that song the guy in the background of all songs it's like yeah you got it girl like the puff daddy i'm like feel it feel it yeah 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 what up once again welcome to so bad it's good with ryan bailey i am ryan bailey it is going a little different today of course that was candace from real housewives of potomac like i i just mentioned uh today this is part two Okay. So you're like, Ryan, well, where's part one? Today is part two. It is Thursday. We are way behind schedule, folks. It is called non-motivation end of September into October. And I I really need to get a grip. I'm at my parents' place. I'm leaving today and need to get this out to you guys. But why, uh, why, Ryan, did you have to release the rest on Friday? Uh, well, of course, it's because I had a guest that had to reschedule at the last minute, and I just didn't want to release the episode. Even though I have two amazing interviews, I have Kiki Talk of Shame, who is a world famous TikToker, and I think you guys are going to love we talking to her. We had a- the best conversation about her TikToks, about all the Bravo universe, and then we have, of course, Priscilla. From Bonjour Bitches Blog, and we do famous scenes from Housewives Past, and we act through them. We're both actors, so it's really special. But my third guest, if you're a member of my Patreon, you guys know who the third guest is, but she had to reschedule for Friday. So I'm going to release episode part one. I mean... This episode, part one, tomorrow. But you're going to have an hour episode here today, where we're going to uh, we're going to recap Real Houses of Potomac, and then we are going to talk to my parents, and it's going to be great. And then tomorrow, you'll have three amazing interviews plus some some my some of my gab in between. But really, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I don't know how the the interview with the guest I'm waiting for is going to go. I'm very nervous, but um, the the other two interviews have been done, and folks. I, they're so good. They're so good. I think you're going to love them. So remember, if you subscribe to the podcast, these things show right up into your feed. So, cause sometimes Apple podcasts, they're assholes and they don't, um, they don't show up immediately. Sometimes it takes like 24 hours, and you have to refresh the feed. It's really you guys don't need to worry about it. But all I'm saying is, if you hit subscribe, it just shows up right in your feed, and then you don't have to wait. And it um, saves me from you know getting panicked emails or um, DMs from people where I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know technology. Um, Also today, if you're a member of the Patreon, you get you will get recaps of Real Housewives of New York, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and Below Deck Med. Those will all be separate episodes. Uh, You'll you'll also get Selling Sunset recaps. The whole thing is over there, guys. I think five bucks a month gets you entrance to all the past episodes. Um, So please go do that. Please support. I'm trying to, uh, I say this every week now, I'm trying to do this for a living. Um, I know that's crazy. You're like, what are you doing, dude? Uh, But I'm trying, okay? I've been at my parents for a week and a half. And um, yeah, I've been at my parents for a week and a half. I don't know what else... (laughs) what else you can say about it? It's not, it's, help, help me, help, help me, help me. Get me out of here now. Get me out of here now. I'm going insane. Um Have you guys felt that? Have you guys uh felt the lack of energy this week, especially? I didn't know if it was depression. I didn't know what it was. I mean, I do, I do go through bouts of depression, but I just, I couldn't I couldn't get motivated and I I was still doing things. I was still, um, of course, doing interviews, doing a bunch of stuff, but just not having the motivation behind it. Do you guys ever find like that where you just get up and you're like, Oh my God, another day. We're just, we're doing this another day. And then I watched the debate of course, and that got me horribly depressed because you know, the best, I guess, real housewives show on TV right now is our political system. And, uh, Yeah. So it's been quite a week. Um, So I'm, I'm forcing myself to sit in front of my computer and get this knocked out. So then I can drive back to Los Angeles. Uh, Is that a deal? Can we do that? Can we enjoy each other's company? Can we do that with each other? How is every, how are you guys doing? Is it, I mean, I want to know, is it the same for you guys? Is it, is it, has it been harder this week than usual? Uh, I find myself uh, arguing with people in my DMs more, Um, I think the great thing about, um, well, I don't, I think the only great thing about political beliefs and stuff like that is that you're, they're your beliefs, you know, you can, you can have them like, that's the great thing. Um, I don't think I ever pop up into people's DMS though, if they post something and argue with them about what they post. Um, so I find that sometimes interesting when people do that to me, but I guess maybe as the account gets bigger, that's, um, that's what happens. So I, I don't know, but, um, I'm always happy to talk, but, um. I don't know. It's sometimes like talking to a brick wall because you kind of try to tell people, well, this is actually what I see happening. And I've always tried to be respectful. I'm like, well, I don't agree with you, but um, I don't know. But I I imagine we're going to be having a lot of these conversations, not me and you, but you and everybody in your life uh, in the next month before elections. So let's get through it. Let's because you know what? No matter what happens no matter what happens we have to like continue on after this and we have to continue having our fun and uh breaking down these insane shows that we all love this insane pop culture we love i mean i guys this week i mean this week alone i gotta do a deep dive it's not gonna be on this episode but that demi lovato guy that max eric that she was engaged to that seems thirsty as fucking hell that guy's a douchebag of the week right that guy what does that do like he loves the attention he's that guy that like is screaming for attention like of like he he'll be like uh Oh, my God, I'm getting harassed. And he's probably not getting harassed, but he wants to be harassed. So he puts it out there. It's like fake it till you make it. But this guy is just a little punk bastard. And you almost realize, like, man, that Demi Lovato, like, I mean, I guess a lot of people, guys and girls can get taken in. They can get totally suckered by the opposite sex or the same sex, too. You know, is it just be, but it's just like, man, we, we all it seems like all of us, the general public saw this guy coming a mile away. You know, and the fact that I'm an older man commenting on this is—I've really, you know—and I'll—you guys don't need to say it. I'll say it to myself: Get a life, Ryan. Get a life. Um, Real Housewives of Potomac this week was insanely good. Does this sound familiar to you?
2: Drag Do you want me to drag? Bowdig,
1: Bowdig! Drag me! You want to drag me? Drag me! Drag me! Drag me! <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to be laughing because there was definite physical violence but when you see Monique grabbing Candace by her wig and just smashing her head into the table you're like do I ever need to see an action movie ever again I mean this is more action than I've physically done since the quarantine started I was like the repeated bashing like there's glassware involved like I mean all the the Bravo people that work on that show should get combat pay like men are running in like men are getting thrown off these women because the women are so Strong you're having to lock Monique in like a, a back room and she's just like uh, uh, like I literally thought they were gonna hulk out. I was like, is Monique about to turn into the Hulk? Like this is crazy. I loved it. But you know what? Let's get a closer let's get a closer sound uh, here, if you will. Oh, we can't see because it's a podcast. Let's slow this down and let's uh let's see this. Guys, if you don't like slow-mo, you're gonna want to fast forward through this bit.
2: Okay, Do you want me to? Oh. Hey, you want me to
1: Wow! In slow-mo, it's even scarier. Imagine that sped up and just, just getting smashed. Okay, now everybody, I want I want everybody... Let's just feel this out so we can really put ourselves in the moment. I want everybody to bash their head either into a desk or to a wall eight times just so we can see exactly what Candace was feeling. Um, it's fascinating, right? Um, I, I, I just... I was so, sh- it was such an amazing episode. And I don't mean that just because there was physical violence. I don't really love physical violence. Cause I know someday I could, I will get my ass kicked for something I say on here probably. Um, but it's just to see it is, is just shocking on a whole other level. Um, what did you guys think? I just, I was blown away, but also the episode was so, so good on top of that, on top of that. So I took this, uh, from the old, uh, internet. There was three times Monique told Candace to get her hand out of her face. Okay. Three times. Get your hand out of my face. Get your hand out of my face. Get your hand out of my face. Six times Candace told, uh, told, asked Monique to drag her. You want to drag me? Drag me, drag me, drag me, drag me, drag me. Okay. So that's a, that's a request so if, I don't know if that holds up in court. Well, like you did ask to be dragged. Five punches landed by Monique. That's good if, you're into, if the goal is to, to land punches. 30 seconds of hair pulling. One, 1,002, 1,003, 1,000—no, 1000, I'm not going to make you guys do that. Six producers trying to pull them apart. And a partridge in a pear tree—no, one glass broken— That kind of statistics you don't see on other Housewives shows, folks. That is a Potomac record that is going down in the books either Guinness or Bravo, whoever holds uh, these records. Um, But that was incredible, right? Amazing. And also, by the way, the Candace and Monique songs I played at the beginning of the episode on part one that comes out tomorrow, Friday, I will be breaking down the lyrics to those songs because, folks, as always, I have a gift with breaking down lyrics and... These both might shock you. Um, so today uh, I'm going to be doing a recap of Potomac. But first, do you want to know how Bill and Becky is, uh, my parents, Bill and Becky Bailey? Um, also, just to remind you, not that I reminded you the first time, it is my mom, is my dad's birthday today. It's He is 72 years young. That is wild, right? And um, I, I said this last week later in the episode, so who knows who heard it, but their 50th wedding anniversary is coming up on October 31st. Yes, they did get married on Halloween. That's not any kind of weird joke I'm pulling. Uh, 50 years, 50 years together. So what I was thinking... What I thought would be cool, because they've been such a huge part of this show and for people that listen to this show, um, and I'll, I'll say this on part one as well, but um, would you guys be willing to send um, a card saying happy anniversary to them? Um, I, I, you know, if you need help paying for the postage, I can Venmo you. Uh, I'm not not joking. I just think it would be so cool to be able to present them with all these cards. So here is my address. It is 646 North Spalding S-P-A-U-L-D-I-N-G Avenue, uh, Los Angeles, California, 90036. And I was thinking I could get all these cards and then I could bring them because I'm coming back at the end of October to, uh, officiate my, my two of my best friends wedding. They're doing a socially distanced wedding. Um, and I got to see them this past weekend and go over what I had planned for the ceremony. I asked how much time I could have just to talk about the podcast uh, you know, there's 20 new people there. That's 20, 40 new years, you know, so, uh, but actually I'm just really, I'm so excited to be able to do this with my friends. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, that is uh so i was thinking i'll be back here anyway so i could bring all the cards with me and we can either open them together or they can see them and i just think it would might be a really good way to celebrate 50 years because i can't even imagine and by the way i think they're on their last legs i don't think they're going to make it to 51 so who knows you know but anyways let's find out for ourselves here is bill and becky bailey
0: that's just the way
1: it is are change, that's just the way it is, ah, but don't you believe that, hey, uh, so our, our final in-person
2: interview this week, uh, Bill and Becky Bailey, welcome back to the podcast,
0: thank you, it's good to be back,
2: can't believe it's a morning one,
0: I can't believe you're still here, I
2: <laughs> um, happy birthday to Bill Bailey! It's
1: his birthday today. We're actually speaking to him on his birthday. Thank you. How does it feel?
0: I feel older. Just another day. Just another day. Just a glad to be alive. Day to celebrate. Yeah. To celebrate. Yeah. Uh,
1: so watermelon's gonna come over here soon to take you to lunch at McDonald's, right? Yep. Now is he gonna actually pay for you, or
0: are you going to? Well, no. he's he said he's gonna pay, so it's my birthday gift. So I'm gonna let him pay. Do you think he's gonna get out of
2: that though? Like. Oh, yeah. I'm
0: Probably, yeah. I would imagine, you know. Um,
2: he learns, but he best. spends money. He's
0: not like Addison. Addison's tight with her money. <laughs> Connor spends money.
2: Well, actually, Addison, we Addison wrote you a poem for. Yeah, uh, is not that nice? Yeah. So she didn't have to spend any money. <laughs> <laughs> so the poem
1: says, "Where I'm from, I am from Donut Thursdays, from candles and drills. I am from the house on the furthest street, beige, garden friendly. I am
2: from Hy- This isn't good. I mean, you have have what you would." it's amazing all her thoughts because those it's her are thoughts all
0: about her, yeah, like you know, I'm from uh, Glendale. That's where she was born, and, uh, she bowls and yeah, I don't understand. Uh, she loves steaks. I didn't did not know about the kayaking trip. The hallway, yeah, of she's done kayaking. Yeah, the hallway of photos are the ones upstairs their at their house, and but no, she's really breaking this down like
1: it's Shakespeare. It's it, so it is. Good. That's why I was stunned.
2: It was I thought Rob, it was we got
0: to be proud of something.
1: I'm teasing. Um, so I wanted to talk about. Uh, well, both of you guys, so Dad, I don't follow um, horoscopes or all the, what's that star stuff?
0: Astro, um,
1: Astronomy. Astrology.
0: Astrology, yeah. Astrology,
1: Astrology. yeah. Uh, so Dad, <laughs> you're a Libra, your birthday, and Libra men are known for being romantic, charming, intellectual, flirtatious, polite, and indecisive.
2: Where is so that what, man? So what's your point? Yeah, does that
1: sound <laughs> true, Mom? Where is that man? <laughs> Famous Libra men include Zach Efron, Ryan Reynolds, Will Smith, John Mayer, Snoop Dogg.
2: (laughs) We
0: have a lot in common, Snoop (laughs) Dogg and I. John Krasinski,
1: Matt Damon, uh, Bruce Springsteen, Bruno
0: Mars, and Usher. Well, also Mao tse the communist leader.
2: Yeah, I forgot to leave him.
0: And and uh, then uh, Jimmy Carter.
2: I was going to say, isn't it Jimmy Carter's birthday? Yeah. The ones you named were all in your age bracket, not dads. Well, I did it
0: How many people know who Mao is? I don't think any. We don't talk about Mao
1: on the podcast. So it says, your Libra man is an expert communicator, always knowing the perfect thing to say in any situation to come off as diplomatic, tactful, and charismatic. He'll make you laugh and become besties with your bestie.
0: What the fuck do you mean by that?
2: (laughs) He will make you laugh.
0: Communication. Sorry, didn't mean to say that.
2: I that one. Um, He has great taste in fashion and art to
0: boot. Fashion comes from mom but I do like art and I like fashion too but mom's the one okay, the,
1: the Lieberman believes in equality between men and women yes Bullshit. Yeah. especially in the bedroom
0: yeah, well I let Ooh. I let her get on top so that's that's Bailey. that's pretty equal Bailey. it's pretty equal
1: he is patient in making
2: and making
1: his lover experience <laughs> and pleasure. it's morning I'm, I'm, this might not be you, <laughs> when he's being told what
2: And it it means who? His Uh, other lover?
0: um, I don't even understand the question. Libra weaknesses. Yeah, here we go. Here we go.
1: Inherent escapes conflicts, grudges, abnormal (laughs) (laughs) self-pity.
0: So you want to handle this one, Becky?
1: I can Mm -hmm. only. Libra likes balance, kindness, partying with others, outdoor activities. Yeah, Yeah. he does. He dislikes violence, injustice, and Justice when did you say justice? I, but, just say justice? Like, I mean. dislike justice. You dislike, no, uh, violence
0: injustice. injustice. Oh yeah, very much so. Yeah. Uh, I hate it.
1: Libras are noted for their social skills and make highly popular guests at parties due to their charming Yeah, I think that's right, right?
0: I didn't I didn't hear you, Becky.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaking my head, I forgot
1: on the microphone. Libras can lose their cool, separate people, and create conflict, often in order to sharpen their skills in diplomacy. As a result, they may find themselves surrounded by conflict that's often of their own making. Eh. Uh, yeah, that's so So, Dad, that's Libra male.
2: Now, Mom, you're a...
0: Cancer. Um, Tell me about it. Yeah.
2: yeah. And I have it, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Named yeah, appropriately, cancer. yeah. Uh, cancers
1: wear their hearts on their sleeves, but they have a range of emotions going on inside, which can at times make them seem overly sentimental or moody. This is due to connection with the moon phases and is why cancers are said to be crabby.
0: That <laughs> probably. So anyway,
2: what, what phase is the moon in now?
0: So Tom? he says to the guy.
2: just yeah. dislike
1: small talk and be can be difficult to approach at first, but once you get to know them, they'll be a loyal friend for life.
2: Yep, you like small talk. Um, <laughs> but uh, with different people, yeah. Okay. When I get to know them. Okay. Just like what it said, when I get to know them and they're my friend for life.
1: It says you're loyal, protective, intuitive, and caring. Yeah. Over-sen- oversensitive, moody, and vindictive.
2: <laughs> vindictive? I don't think vindictive. Uh-uh. Okay, well,
1: maybe you're not born in this <laughs> month. Yeah. Uh, cancers uh... are extremely committed when it comes to relationships due to their qualities of loyalty and devotion. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, very much. Most cancers have been called psychic at some point and with good reason. Cancer can often intuit relationships, ideas, and motivations before anyone has spoken.
2: Yep, I usually know what you're thinking.
1: (laughs) Cancer loves creating and needs sometimes of creative outlet. That's
0: very true. Very true with her.
1: Cancer also loves connecting to a higher power for you, that's Satan, right, Mom? Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Connect- uh, and may find comfort in religion or spiritual yes, practice. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yep. And even though crabs can be intense, they also have a funny side with a rise sense of humor, and they're adept in observing and mimicking people around them. Uh, I
2: mean... I don't mimic probably, people. No. no. I don't mimic people.
1: And then the your here's your compatibility as two signs together. Here we go.
2: <laughs> oh! <Uh-oh. laughs> so our 50 years is down the toilet before you read well, yeah, this, this is,
1: by the way because we will talk about that in a second your 50th anniversary is coming up at first glance cancer and libra might seem as if they are really far apart both signs have trouble accepting mars and this leads um, uh, to weird passion and initiative in their sex life Ugh. <laughs> however the tactful and careful nature now nature of libra can really soothe cancer um uh, though they would like to try, though they would like to try out, will differ greatly. Though, no, what no, no, they would like to try out will differ greatly. Okay. Is that uh, is that like anal? Yeah. Now explain, ex- Jeez,
0: <laughs> explain, explain, explain to me morning. what explain, oh. explain to me what sex life is. Yeah,
1: huh. Libra is not often. Uh, their sex life <laughs> can be very good if they already. This is only just sex life.
2: What, what? Where did you this pull this up from? I up. My
1: friend pulled it up to read you guys, and it's all
2: sex. "Wait, wait."
0: Not, nothing's wrong, wrong with sex.
1: Plusting zodiac signs, but there is an irritating side to Libra's nature that they rarely stay immune to. While Cancer wants a quiet family life with no interference from other people, Libra can seem, can't seem to stay away from other people, seeking their affection and approval day after day. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, cancer and Libra communication and intellect. As signs ruled by Venus and the moon, it is safe to presume that their relationship is in a way very important, although Libra is in charge for the upper... I don't know what this means. The main problem could surface if they start making unrealistic plans together. It is important to remember that Libra has a troubled sun and usually looks for a partner with... I, I don't know how to read... I don't get sun signs and all this stuff. Yeah. Both moon and Venus represent emotions and they're both like highly emotional signs. Yeah. In yeah. Sense. So 50 years... Uh,
0: long time, uh, Yeah. Trick or
2: treat yeah. weeks.
1: Remind people say so they don't think you're weird Why you wanted to get married on Halloween
2: Well it was supposed to be November 7th And Dad was in Vietnam while I was planning the wedding And every time I'd call some The church, the reception hall Whatever Well we don't have November 7th but we have October 31st And finally I said I get it Nobody else wants Halloween, we'll take it And look at this, it's worked Trick or treat
1: uh, yeah I mean so was it I mean but nobody went nobody dressed up and we No clothes,
2: no in costumes, no. Was there like that?
0: No the florist Well mom to... w- mom wore white. <laughs>
2: yeah. what was that was like I like you I like somebody here. Well no by the way that, that's wrong
1: because last week on the podcast mom admitted to being a virgin when she married you. I don't know if you
2: remember her saying that. For well, he was the only person I've ever been with. Yes. <laughs> Let's rephrase that. So when you say been with. <laughs> oh, had sex with. Had sex with. Whoa. Just, whoa. 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 I know. You're, I know. Hey, wait a minute. A little, I, have, I have a really Sounds a little, little slutty to right me. Now. Wait a minute. I have a really what? important question. What? You two have black microphones. I've got this big red thing. What is that up with that? <laughs> just tell
0: it you love it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's just a cover for the mic, Mom. It's oh, just, okay. You can take it off and it would be I, black. Well, I just didn't know. So, Mine this is cancer, was right? 10 years. I this thought this, is just, this was male, this female. Is your sign, Mom. Okay. <laughs> um, Questioning. Uh,
1: let's see here. So, the Halloween thing didn't mean anything. No. You said, uh, speaking of spooky, you said something about when I was born, like Howard and 666, the sign of the. Oh, no. Bible.
2: That, not when you were born, when you had that pool accident.
1: Yeah.
2: And you were out in that hospital out in California. Yeah and they put you they wanted to, you were only what 14 and they wanted to, so they put you in a private room and it was a little small room and it was number yeah, six the six room. six. Yeah. and dad's brother came to visit and he started having a fit saying get him out of here he's going to die in this room cuz you just come out of, inten- out of yeah, you just come out of intensive care yeah. you were in the hospital 5 days and he was just having a fit about the room being 666 and you are here in fine. Wait, it, was a we wait ca- for- it was a Catholic hospital, too, so it was no St. Joseph's in Burbank. Did we
1: wait? Because I, you guys, I've told the story in the podcast before, but I fell off a slide, and then I thought I was, I acted like
2: I A was pool okay, slide, I yeah.
1: I jumped from the top and hit the cement instead of the yeah. water because I slipped. Well, why, but I remember you guys drove me to the hospital. We didn't have an
2: ambulance.
0: No, we didn't think we needed an ambulance. You were walking.
2: Well, I was peeing blood. Well, at first you were so? fine. Yeah. Well, not fine, <laughs> so? but you said, Oh, I'm fine. And you went in and laid down on yeah. the couch. Yeah. Aunt Barbara made, she made and you. And then you a, started peeing uh, blood. And then we right, just. She made you a cup of tea. Then all of a sudden you were doing that. But you weren't, it wasn't continual. It just happened. So we got you in the car. We took you to the first hospital, which, really which was bad. Insane. really bad. A very bad hospital. Yeah, Did you have
0: a fight with the doctor? No, it was, the male nurse He wouldn't let me come in with you. And he and was really, underage. it was bad, and I really had to keep my cool because, you know, he would have, who knows what. And Uncle Dale was with us, and he's, you know, he was yeah, an he's, attorney and, oh yeah. and everything. But Mom kept her cool, and we got out of there. So and,
1: we went back in the car?
0: Yeah. Yes, went back went back to St. Joseph Hospital.
1: I remember that actually, that Phil Collins song was playing that uh, something in the air tonight, the yeah. really scary song. Oh, yeah, could have been. But it was really, I just remember being in extreme pain. And yeah. To, I had to stay up through the x-rays or that x-ray. Well, and then right. when the we cat, got you to St. Cat Joseph's,
0: a yeah. really big hospital in Burbank, when we got you there, I mean, immediately, boom, you were, oh, get him in here and everything. Yeah, And it was was interesting.
2: Years later, the first hospital kept still trying to bill us. We're lucky we didn't sue them. And they wrote down. They wrote that we left you there. And I said, "Well, then, can you explain to me how he walked out of here by himself when he was in another hospital for five days?" Yeah, they were really bad. And they told us to go to the other hospital. Yeah. Who's that? Nobody. Nobody.
1: Okay. Um, uh, Well, good news then. Good news for you guys is that. Netflix has announced uh, the new season of The Crown comes out next month.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah. we, we got to watch, we, we quit it season three. Oh, you
1: didn't, you didn't
0: like it? Oh, I loved it, oh, but we just, great. you know, we just got tired. Well, it and, was
2: yeah. the actress, we liked the first one so first much that we had a hard time adjusting to the second. But
0: no, we got to watch that again because I really like that stuff.
2: Yeah. Um, well, you guys keep rewatching Downton Abbey, but you didn't even make your way through The Crown? No. Wow,
1: okay. I thought you'd be more excited about that. Well, well, sorry was to disappoint you.
2: She was dull and boring.
1: Um, where do you find that you, uh, looking back or dealing with Addison and uh, Connor now, my niece and nephew, where do you think you uh, made big mistakes with us when you were raising us? You're like, oh, that's what I should have done.
0: Well, the biggest was big was having you. Yeah, yeah. Wait, big one. Yeah, wait, wait. That's a question
2: for me, too. Why did you have to, yeah. Yeah. Well, we couldn't send you guys home. We can send them yeah. home. And that's the big difference. When they get cranky, we send them home. Yeah.
0: But well, no, no, it was nothing different. I mean, well, you know, I traveled a lot, so mom... Mom was really good. Yeah, I mean, really good raising yeah. and everything. But so.
2: Dad took over on the weekends. He gave me a break. He was good at that, and he's he's obviously he's more patient than I. I had the wooden spoon out, and uh, well,
1: we didn't really get spanked.
2: No, just the pediatrician said one swat is for to get their attention. Any more than that is expressing your anger. So I, I never laid one a hand. Swat like, with that yeah. wooden spoon because I had to go to a spoon because it hurt my hand when I hit a little. <laughs> <laughs> Diapered bottom.
1: <laughs> Wait. So we did get specula. No,
2: not a lot. No, no, no. Occasionally, but when you had to, it was one swat. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I'm not touching it. Uh, okay. That's why I got the spoon.
1: Um, uh, okay, now what was your most uh, scariest moment in Vietnam? Scariest, <laughs> scariest moment.
0: Uh, There's quite a few. Trying to think. Pardon? The convoys. I was just going to mention, doing a convoy one time, we came under attack. and we were, What's a convoy? Yeah, because it was what a medical... It, it was uh, taking supplies to other bases oh. out, out in the boonies. And we'd resupply people, and we always had to take medical people with us, so I went. And and usually they were pretty safe, but then we we really got hit one time really bad, and I, I was really scared.
1: Are you trained for what happens when that happens?
0: Yeah, you just start shooting. Hide and shoot. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and then what was the most fun you had in Vietnam? And
0: do, it doesn't have to be sexual. Like <laughs> uh, you know, really, what, what the most fun was. Well, first of all, R and R when I met Mom yeah. in, in Hawaii, that was fun. Yeah, and um, that was fun. But the other, I mean, there was times really just hanging out with the guys at night, and you know, we're getting stoned and everything, and just talking and talking about our lives. And it was, I mean, we knew every intimate detail. You know, it was a band of brothers. And uh they don't make a movie like that. Yeah. But no, but but uh they would take a Yeah, movie. Tom Hank would be good at it. <laughs> but I mean um that was fun, just you know, just really like that. But um the other fun thing really, and we've talked about it before, it was uh that the Daily Hire Yogi, the Vietnamese yeah, boy oh, that I brought the yeah. shoes back yeah. and watching him put them on and looking at it, that was really yeah. fun. I mean yeah, watching you
1: him stay in contact with anybody that you knew
0: over not, there? Not not anymore. Yeah, well, it was really interesting. One time I was um, staying at the Holiday Inn Airport in St. Louis. So I'm sitting at the bar and I started talking to these couple guys. I swear to God, one of the guys was in the same outfit I was in at the same time. But we didn't know each other.
2: Huh. Well, remember when we went on that cruise yeah, just, the beaches of Normandy, you met a couple. There was a that guy. I didn't know him. No, you didn't know him, but he, he was in the same There was a couple of the people there.
0: there, the people there. Yeah. 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 But then also, um, uh, let's see, what were we talking about? <laughs> I'll never get, I'll never get those brain cells back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. It's funny because I would go over there. I remember the first one. I'm not touching that stuff. To never, never, never. Yeah, I was wrong.
1: Why <laughs> <laughs> did that change? Yeah. yeah. Well, did you bring it back to the streets of Columbus then? When you <laughs> yeah, yeah. There? I was like, hey, guess what I found over there? Yeah
0: no when i came back everybody i mean when i it was amazing in a year i was going a year when i came back you know when i left short hair and everything came back and all these friends have their long hair and the, the hippie kind of thing that was kind of strange
1: yeah because that was like and you didn't know what you were coming back into right? yeah yeah
0: because there, there was a kind of bad not bad times like we are now but they were still bad times for the time
1: well, Mom, wasn't uh, I loved it. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, I had long.
0: Mom long had hair. the classic had six. Hair. She had the classic sixties look. Yeah, but you were really your hair long.
1: Yeah, was that yeah. just because you want, cause you looked exactly like Cher back That's a, Yeah, that's what I was used that, to get called. Was that she was the one that had that look initially?
2: Well, it was just easier to handle that way. I did, I wasn't. I couldn't do those bouffant, but it looked good, Like yeah. a lot of, like my sister did, and all her friends. So the long straight seemed to work for me.
0: That was cool. I mean, classic the mini skirt, and beautiful legs. I mean, the whole bit. It was wow. like, whoa. Wow. Well, I've always told you that. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, Karen Addison, have great <laughs> legs. Yeah. Don't you? Bentley. Don't you think so, Ryan? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Mom's
1: going to hey, mom, cry. You. Where did you work when you? you were at your mom and dad's auction place when you were growing
2: up? Uh, no. Um or Lazarus. Lazarus is where I started like out base. working. Yeah, big yes, department store. Yes, yeah. it was a large federated department store, and I worked at their downtown offices. Like, i had eight floors and annex and stuff. Oh, Lazarus was big. And we had fun I clubs. Mean, that we had a horseback riding club. And we, and then yeah, a you had a skiing club where you met Farmer John. That's Farmer John, yeah. We had horse. Here I am uh, fighting club. in
0: Vietnam, and, she, and I'm engaged, yeah. and she's dating Farmer John.
2: We were not engaged. It was before we. I, I, I was wait, 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 in. I wait, was in, in mean, England. So, wait, Dad was in Vietnam, and you were dating.
0: Other no, people? no, no, we were engaged. It was, then. was
2: when, uh, when he. When I was in England, uh, I had just met him. Three yeah, no, it prior was fine.
0: No, I just always teased and we her went about it. Just to a ski She club still had night. straw in her hair. And, okay. <laughs> From the far, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming you still stay in touch with him, right? Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, no. This is funny. You know how. Um, uh, you know. Um, grandma davis yeah you know mom's, mom's 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 mom and everything well at first she didn't really care for me that much or anything and uh, i know that's hard to believe but but anyway but when i came we're we're married actually and then she was always talking about how good-looking farmer john was <laughs> oh he was so good looking and then one time we stopped over there after work and they were having their house painted and she, oh Becky, you got to come over and meet these painters. <laughs> this is really yeah, good looking.
2: Is that insane? I mean, she was she didn't They're care really for me. Cute, you'd like them, and it's like, huh? Wow. I was, yeah, okay. It was odd. Did you ever talk to her about uh, when she said stuff like that? I ignored her most. Of the no, time. you just ignored her. Yeah. But then after her.
0: A, after Aunt Kathy and Ralph got a divorce, and all of a sudden I'm like, whoa.
2: He's the hero now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, if you stick in there long enough, you'll either turn in the hero or the villain. <laughs> a little of both. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, and mom, this got cut off last week, but I was—we uh, were talking about your ellipses, and we haven't texted oh. in a while. Is so that you'll text with the ellipses?
2: I quit doing that because you don't seem to like it. So now I just put a dash when I change thoughts. But that's it's because I'm always changing thoughts. Not that I want to say more. But you do that when it's you're talking. Like, yeah. I, that's, that's how I talk. And so but I you don't want to... see
1: where it looks ominous if you see three dots next to I you.
2: never, ever, if ever thought that. But
1: if I did, hey, that. mom, dot, 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 wouldn't you be like,
2: oh, No, shit. I'll write something like, oh, uh, did you do this today? And then I'll do dot, dot. And then I'll say, oh, by the way... Uh, your sister did this, and it's different thoughts. It's jumping from thought to thought is, is what I was yeah. doing. But you, so now I just put dashes.
0: But you know the three dots, and then dot, 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 and then you skip a thing and another dot? In literature and everything, I means carry on, so forth, so forth. That's what
2: he's talking about. Yeah. He's saying that you have more to say. It's well, more oh. yeah, but usually then it's almost like, uh-oh, what's coming
1: next? Oh, so yeah. yeah, I never heard it's, that. It's sometimes scary.
2: You've mm. made me aware of it, so I've stopped it.
1: <laughs> okay, is there any other technology things that I need to help you with before I leave? Okay. Um, is there anything that you guys
0: don't understand? Well, you got to help me how to turn mom on. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm, yeah, I haven't figured sure out, that haven't figured out, sure out, the out the
2: yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll save them up. You'll be back in you a couple get weeks. we a new operating system. Yeah.
1: Well, mom, is there any technology? We returned your... Technology yep. yesterday. Yep. I'm good. You know how to. I returned my brain you know along how to with it. You email with the hotmail now, right?
2: Well, it wasn't that I didn't know how. My you didn't know how to email with the hotmail? No, it was, no, it it was sticking. It, oh, God. And it would not send. No, mom's really good
0: at that stuff. She really uh, is. Yeah, that's yeah, so why I
2: just
1: want to make sure nothing.
2: You, I, well, we'll just use watermelon instead until you. Yeah, get really. Back again.
0: Watermelon, man, he knows it all.
1: By the way, he said uh, you guys heard
2: that he might be able yeah, I, I was really I'm surprised. So wow. Because he's just so uh, entertaining. His, yeah, his, really his vocabulary and his knowledge are just like way out there.
1: Yeah. But, uh, well, happy birthday, Bill Bailey. Happy birthday, Dad. Thank you.
0: 72 years. 72, ago? yeah. Wow. wow. I mean, really, all of a sudden it's like, man, you know, when you're 40, no big deal. 50, yeah, you know, 60's like, wow, I'm kind of yeah, getting 60s. But then 70's like, wow, 80's Ooh. next. Yeah. I hope I make That's it, old. you know, I mean. And everything, but I mean, it's just weird. I mean, it doesn't bother me, nothing you can do about it. But, that's yeah. a, but
1: that way, that actually is a because I've gone through periods of my life where I've been scared to think about death or yeah, like, yeah. You've right. any kind of
2: fears like that, no? Like, really? as a, no, but as it gets closer, you know, it's come, you know, it could happen, but it's in God's hands, so yeah.
0: But life is good, I mean, and I think not to keep bringing it up, but, but I, I remember guys I knew in Nam that were killed yeah. 18, 19 Young. years old, and I've gone through life. I've you know, I've been loved, raised a family, lived, traveled. So life is good. I mean, so you, you're going to die. So but just have fun till you can. Tell you been
1: can. Oh, and also, I was saying it's, it's crazy. It's almost been, I think, a year since we started the podcast. It's been that long. Really? Wow. Well, almost, yeah, at the end of October, I think. With us, too, or? Well, I mean, I think you guys were on one of the first episodes. Okay. They we're like, you know, about seven or eight episodes in. But, right. Uh-huh. Uh, that was also because Thanksgiving is coming up. Was, right. Isn't that, wasn't that when we had the, the political blow-up?
2: With Kara, what was it? It was the year before. What was that? Because oh, well,
1: I podcasted, or was it Chris, remember? When what? Year, it was we were at Thanksgiving, because she didn't take the we pie home and everything. And Trump and stuff like that.
2: Was it last and year? And then it,
1: like, it kind of exploded, and was like, oh, oh. No, it was the Kara year left.
2: before. Beca- no, it was because I
0: podcasted. No, 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 it was recent. It you was
2: weren't recent. here for Thanksgiving last year. Your mom was well, in so the So it wasn't
0: Thanksgiving, but it was yeah, recent. I remember, and Kara left.
2: Yeah. It could have been Easter. May was Easter. Yeah. Easter, I yeah, think. Yeah, Kara left. Oh, some some, I was thinking that was Thanksgiving. I was thinking and, it was too. Uh, but
0: yeah, because no, yeah, yeah, I was back in Ohio. No, that forgot. was two years ago. I was back in Ohio.
2: Oh, then it was last year. So yeah. it was last year. You guys yeah. are all right. I'm wrong. Well, anyway, that's what I was saying. So, uh, everybody needs
1: to chill. everybody needs to be chill this next month because well, it's I think gonna be
2: they're going to be. You gone. know, just
0: be chill. Okay. And, and again, gotta say it. Don't hate. Yeah, hate's not
2: good. And uh, love to everybody. Thanks to all the patrons. Yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah, for now you.
1: Ready to join the Patreon.
2: Model. Oh yeah, but they do. There was a neat little girl I just talked to on the uh, FaceTimed with, although I hadn't combed my hair or anything. That oh, one yeah, of your Patreons. The, oh, yeah, yeah. can cute little girl. Oh and yeah, so she was. Thank you nice, to all yeah. of you and to Ryan. We love you and have safe travels. Love you guys.
1: All right, love you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Sorry about the audio there. I have no clue what's going on with my mic, but hopefully I can even that out. If not, sorry. Wow. Powerful stuff as always. Powerful stuff as always. In fact, I don't know if it was powerful stuff because I'm recording this uh, before I record them. So hopefully it was powerful stuff. Man, what if like all hell broke loose in that interview and we're not talking anymore and I'm just trying to get out of Dodge as fast as I can? Um but hopefully it went well. I'm hoping it went well. That would be huge. But the other thing that is huge uh, is Real Housewives of Potomac. So I need to break down this episode with you. Um, just to remind you, folks, uh, here's what you do to help. If you want to help, subscribe. You've already done that. Listening, you're already doing that. Tell a friend. Tell a family member. Hopefully you've done that. Uh, if you want more content from me, I know it is not necessary, but I have a Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash So It's Good. I have about 45 episodes on there. They're all going to be shorter episodes than these. So for the people that hate long episodes, Patreon's your baby, baby. I mean, like, that's that's the place to go. Uh, there's going to be recaps of all the last week's Bravo shows, Selling Sunset. We're going to be taking on a new show starting next week, which uh, I just did a poll on, and there's a bunch of different options. I mean, we'll get to the, all of them at some point because I'm in it for the long haul. Um, I'm just waiting to get some motivation back. So, uh, also I, I'm doing these like kind of mini episodes. Like I did Bethany's watch what happens live, a review of Bravo's chat room. I did a episode on Stassi's Tamron Hall interview. So, uh, five bucks a month gets you all that stuff and, um, every bit helps and I'm trying to give it as much value as I can. And, and, uh, yeah, thank you guys for even considering it, but it's always there because I know times are tough. So, you know, if you guys win the lottery next week, that's the time to join, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, folks, Real Housewives of Potomac, let's get into it, because it really was one of the best episodes I've seen in a while, and if you don't like Potomac, I know you're tired of hearing people that tell you watch Potomac, but, like, my god, it's, it's, it. I mean, it's just, I hate to be, like, the same as everybody, but it's just really good. Uh Uh-oh, breaking news, folks. Nicki Minaj gives birth to first child. I knew there was a disturbance in the force. No, congrats. Congrats to you, Nicki. Congrats. So this episode was entitled The Tipping Point. So already you're like, whoa, tipping point? We're going to tip something? Like, that's already exciting. What are we tipping? Like, this is so insane. And so just to set it up, last week was a to-be-continued, and we had the Monique and Candace like, get your hand out of my face, get your hand out of my face, get your hand out of my face. You're going to, you're going to, you going to you, you know, it was just high energy. You're going to drag me? I yeah, drag me. Drag me? Drag me. It was so crazy exciting. I really was so looking forward to Sunday night when it airs. Um, so, you know, and we also got that, all that stuff uh, where remember candace was mad at monique because Mo- she thought monique was p- pretending to sleep when she was leaving the lake house and didn't want to say goodbye to her tough stuff so that's exactly where we are at the beginning of this episode so it, it, let's dig in let's get in there and for the love of god folks at this point people are harming themselves which means you need to watch there is no excuse anymore people are hurting themselves now is the time to watch watch it while it's good and that it means hurting people um So, uh, you're going to drive me? You're going to drive me? Monique is pushing her hair. Monique breaks a glass. Candace is flailing wildly. Her hair just is all akimbo. It's going in 30 different directions. Production runs in. They are all in it, folks. It is just a big blob. Uh, people have slowed this down, like the Zapruder film, the JFK assassination, just to see what goes where. People are still have not made up their mind. Did Monique shoot first? Did Candace shoot off her mouth first? It is so crazy. But all of a sudden, we see Monique has a little bit of a bloody lip. She will not let go of Candace's hair. Folks. Folks, picture just some picture a steel grip around your head. Just people are like, "No, get off, get
2: off, get off, get off, get off, get off, get off, get off." off."
1: It's just, it's I, I, I literally had to keep rewinding, keep fast forwarding, or just rewinding, basically slowing down, trying to see what's going on. It's just pure madness. So they split them up. You know, Candace's hair is still wild, and you kind of see she has like a little bit of a smirk. And we hear uh, Monique say, get that hood rat bitch out of here. Ashley comes back from the bathroom all of a sudden. And we see the all the, the mess on the floor. And Ashley missed this entire fight. She went to poo-poo or pee-pee during this entire fight. So Ashley comes back and she's like, oh, uh, zoinks, zoinks. Ashley comes back. And her face is just, her face is so perfect in this moment of just like, her eyes widen. her mouth widens. It is the coolest. Like it is, that's, I mean, Ashley is just a beautiful lady anyways, but her like so expressive and she's just in this little like shawl and she's just like, Oh my Lord. Oh my Lord. Um, you know, but you keep telling somebody that they literally, you know, you keep telling somebody to, you know, uh, come at me, come at me, come at me. They're going to eventually come at you, you know? Um, one of the producers uh, is in the hallway with Monique and Monique is saying that like, yo, you keep telling me I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to do something about it. Karen goes to check on Monique. She's like, open the door. Open the door. It's me, Karen. I'm here to check on Monique. The guy will not, the pro, the producer won't let Monique out because Monique is still like fuming. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm not letting like, and Monique's like, come on, let me out. James let me that's his name producer James he's really amazing he's like let me out let me and producer James is also the one we saw last week uh between uh Ashley and um uh bald dipshit um Michael so when they yelled cut he was the one that came up and said yeah, thanks guys for sharing but so he's there in the hallway I mean these producers are working over time um But so James is smart, won't let Monique out. Karen, like, won't let Karen in. You could hear Candace yelling from the other room. Uh, You know, James actually tells Monique, please don't do this. Please don't do this. Monique, I'm going to beat her ass. She's been asking for it since last year. So Monique all of a sudden goes the other way. Like, she's in a stairwell. She was like, the door at the top of the stairs. She's like, fuck it, I'm going the other way. Starts running down the other way. And uh Candace says, Why am I being rushed away? Eric says, It's about safety. Just get in the car. That's the other producer, Eric. Candace's like, Why am I why am I being rushed away? Eric's like, It's your safety, girl. Get in the car. All of a sudden we see Monique running in the darkness. Running in the darkness. That's how exciting this is. The cameras are trying to catch her. It's like fucking the Monique Witch Project. It's like Blair Witch all over again. Like, it's like, who's that in the dark? You know, it's the Monique Witch. Monique is running in the dark. She has to get full body tackled by another producer. Like, ta- like she's definitely with a husband from the NFL. She's like breaking tackles. Like And she's like, get off of me, get off of me, get off of me. Robin and Giselle... Giselle says, uh, we are going to stay here. This isn't my fight. Or we're going to stay in here. This isn't my fight. They're in the winery. They're in the barn still. I mean, I would love to have seen if, like, I bet Robin was, like, drinking wine the whole time. You know, like, ooh, this pairs well with this. Um, Monique is still saying, get off me, get off me, get off me. She goes back into the winery. Karen says, you're bleeding. Let's go. Because her lip is bleeding. So then Candace calls Chris, her husband, in the car. Chris, baby. Monique just tried to fight me and Chris is like say what Monique says she was asking to be dragged Monique back in the winery come on Candace was asking to be dragged I love that drag is in our vernacular now because so drag me to me I thought drag was just when you drag somebody online like really give them the what for but I guess it's also drag me of like literally dragging somebody by the hair and that's what I I take this to me mean so it's both dragons are very excited. I would prefer the verbal one because the physical one seems to get scary and, and uh, probably painful in a different way. Um, So uh, Candace is crying now in the car. It's like, I'm just embarrassed. Why are you coming at me so hard all the time? She's coming at me crazy out of left field. We're back in the winery. Ashley says she talks a lot of shit and doesn't know why she is like this. Karen is like, oh, now we get physical with each other? Now we get physical with each other. Okay, I didn't realize that's where we were. Which, by the way, I was completely ignorant to this fact uh, until I read a lot of my friends' Instagram posts, um, like Moni and things like that, is that there is a stereotype of the angry black woman. And that, that black women get into fights all the time and... It's a stereotype that they they are very concerned with because it's not a fair stereotype, you know it's like they don't want to present that stereotype because they are so much more than that and by the way, I've seen white girls beat the shit out of each other like but uh, but i I think that's you know so they take this, and the ladies of Potomac take this very seriously you you know they are like no, 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 no we we work too hard to not, and it, like Dr. Wendy especially says this as well. Um, so I, 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 find that very interesting and it wasn't something I thought about at first because I'm so used to seeing, uh, people fight on Bravo, whether it be Vanderpump rules or the Housewives shows, there's a long history of all the women fighting with each other. It's not a black white thing. So I was, uh, I didn't even think about it like that, but I was interested when I heard people saying things like that. And, and, um, yeah, so, I mean, I feel like there's equal opportunity. Everybody should be able to fight. I mean, I guess nobody should. Nobody should want to fight. Nobody should be beating the shit out of each other. But uh, I didn't think that was exclusive to black women at all because like these, you know, all the white housewives I've seen have done such idiotic things. And by the way, we've seen this Monique Candace thing brewing, like brewing. I just Monique. I mean, there just must have been a fire in Monique because she was not going to let go. Um, Candace says in the car, I'll talk shit all day. I don't want to look like a ghetto-ass hood rat, though. And that's an interesting thing. So Candace does run her mouth. She runs her mouth a lot. And she's writing uh, checks her body might not be able to cash. And there is something of, like, well, okay, you cannot talk shit all day and, like, potentially be prepared to get knocked down. Potentially be prepared to get the snot beat out of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't believe in physical violence, but... Also, I don't believe in somebody running their mouth all the time. Like, I would never lay hands on somebody like that. But you got to figure somewhere along the way, somebody will be laying hands on you if you're constantly running your mouth because you do that to the wrong person. And it's like go time, which actually, oh, my God, you guys. I remember this, the, one of the only times I've ever got even close to a fight. I got into a couple of fist fights when I was a kid. I remember one was defending my sister, but get this, pussy of all pussies. I was at a Ben Folds 5 concert. If you guys don't know Ben Folds 5, it was a piano band basically, but they were a little harder, but b- piano was the main instrument cuz Ben Folds, you might know his solo work, but he used to be in a band called Ben Folds 5, but it was just three guys. And it was like they made a lot of sound, and I went to see them at the Hollywood Palladium back when they were still together. It's like 20 plus years ago. And I was with my girlfriend at the time and we were close to the front and I was really excited. I was like such a huge nerd for them. And I remember this fucking drunk dude, just like midway through the show, just busted through us and was just pushing up front and just knocking over all of these girls. And I was like, what the hell, dude? Like, what the hell? Like he was just so wasted and uh, so then it gets to the end of the concert and he's just been an asshole the entire time. He wasn't taken out. It was just like, but he was knocking into so many people and they the day like he pushed past me and knocked me on the shoulder at the end. And I was like, uh, I was like, dude, no, no, no. You've been pushing people all night. That's not cool. Stop that shit right now. And, uh. I was like, I, and by the way, you guys, you guys know me. I'm not a person that like stands up a lot. I'm like meek in real life, and I usually just try to cower in a corner. And I was like, well, that that'll do it. He'll apologize, you know. And all the uh, all this is like, oh, you want a piece? Let's fucking go, dude. And he was like, ready right, to fight me. And I go, and I don't even know where this came from. My like, guys, I don't even know where I've never said this in my life before or since. But I said, get this. This is what I said. I said, bring it, meat. So he said, you you want to fight? Let's go. And I said, bring it. And then apostrophe, a comma, meat, like like steak, like meat. Bring it, meat, because he was like a little solid guy. But I was like, where did that—even as the words escaped my mouth, I did not know where—like, what? Did I see this in a movie? But I, I was like, bring it, Mead." What the fuck are you saying, dipshit? Like, uh, I was like, oh—and then the, the thing got worse because then he wanted to—he did want to bring it. He did bring it. He, like, moved towards me, and we started pushing each other. And this is after a Ben Folds 5 concert. Like, push, 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 push. And then suddenly— Some dad of, like, a 13-year-old girl was like, fuck, guys, come on, break it up, bring it up, and, like, splits us up. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. You don't want a taste of this, you know? But I was, like, secretly, thank God. Thank God he broke me. I was like, thank God, dude, thank you. Thank you to this, you know, older dad. And I was like, that's right. You don't want none. You don't want none. Um, It was so scary. And that is, like, I think one of the last times. And the thing that sucks about being big, like a bigger guy— is people think that you, you, you're you you're more intimidating physically, but inside I'm not physically intimidating. Inside I'm like a little tiny, little tiny, little tiny boy. I'm a little tiny boy and I don't want to. And you know what I'm saying? So, like, it always, like, I get scared that, like, somebody's looking at me of, like, oh, that guy can handle himself. And I just want to make it clear I cannot handle myself. Like, I cannot handle myself. Like, I literally, if you don't hit me with your fist, you could probably just say something and make me cry. I mean, it's, it's so, so I, I understand, you know, and I, by the way, I think even after I got in that shoving fight, I think I had to go to the bathroom and like, I was like, uh, 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 uh. like, I, I mean, I was emotionally charged. I remember we got in and out afterwards though. And it was, that was like my prize for like being a man. Like, I would like a double, double with cheese, please, animal style. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I love you guys. I love talking to you guys. Um, Okay, so, um, you know, Candace is crying, Monique's like, you know, crying. Everybody's in like two separate corners. Um, You know, they do say there's enough stereotypes about black women. Monique says, you better not bring her around me again. Monique says that, which kind of backfires on Monique, I believe, in the the next episode this Sunday. Um, Karen sends Monique off in a car. Um, Ashley says, well, in the winery, she goes, Monique started it with the glass. Giselle says, no, no, that's not true. That's not true. Monique calls Big Chris in the car, and she's like, I just got in a fight with Candace. And you just hear her pause, and he goes, for real? And uh, she's like, yeah, I grabbed her weave, and I was just bashing her head. (laughs) then she goes i blacked out after that and he goes that's embarrassing and she goes embarrassing for who and she's like she you think she thinks she can talk uh talk shit and then the hood's gonna come out you gotta you gotta respect people and then we're back at the winery karen says it breaks my heart they are good people and this is bullshit so guys that is that is the end of that scene and it's just so gripping isn't it I mean, just just chills. And just because the dialogue, because this is real, this you really get the sense that this is real, not staged in any way. So it's a new scene. Now, Wendy, uh, Wendy is practicing her news notes in the bathroom. She says, I speak up for people who don't have a seat at the table. And last night is why we don't give people like that a seat at the table. All she wants is to be a good mother to her baby. And I think that's a very interesting conversation about getting this earning and fighting for a seat at the table. But then don't blow it by doing stupid, petty bullshit like laying hands on people. And I think when you that's why that's what makes this show so intensely good is because you cannot not factor race into it and you can see these women working hard to present a really good clear picture and to try to not let their emotions get in the way so it has like the shakespearean level of like always having to watch out always having to like try to do the right things and sometimes slipping because they want a seat at that table they deserve a seat at that table and then bullshit like this screws up that chance you know what I'm saying? And especially if she's going to fight for the right of other African-American ladies for that table, and then they're going to ruin it by seeing— And that's why I said, uh, I've said i said in weeks past is Dr. Wendy has to watch out. I think it's like, what—you know, why does she want to do this? This could potentially ruin her uh, being able to be a political commentator on MSNBC, MSNBC and Fox News. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like, is it worth it? Because then she is associated with fights and stuff like that. It's just a thought. So— then we're at Giselle's. She's making the kids pack because they're going to go see Jamal in Atlanta for the Arizona's restaurant reopening. Remember, Jamal uh, bought the restaurant for the kids, or they're part owners of it. So they're going to go to the grand opening, uh, and that comes into play big time later. Uh, she she mentions and I'm talking that I'm looking at my girls to be strong black women. Uh, she calls Robin. Uh, I think I officially hate traveling with children. She says uh, they talk about last night. I mean, that's truly insane. I can't even be. Um, I can't even believe what happened. Um, how much also do pastors make, by the way, how are pastors buying restaurants and just giving them out to like. I mean, I do think that's a weird thing, whether it be black, white, whatever, like pastors making that much money. It's like you think of pastors and you think, you know, or what I think of is like somebody that's there just to help the community, not get rich off the community. And I don't know enough information to really speak on this intelligently. So I won't. But my, my initial just gut reaction is with anything, Joel Osteen, any of those guys is just like, wow, you're making your money off of the Lord like you're doing a lot of good, but then you're doing a lot of good for yourself. You're like buying jet planes and you're, you have these huge mansions. And it's like, I don't remember like that thing in the Bible where Jesus like fucking had like a awesome crib, you know, it's like, yo, what's up? I'm Jesus. And welcome to my crib. Here is my basketball court. And here is my pool with a water slide, you know, um, Robin and Jill's talking about the fight. Robin says, Monique's eyes were like the devil. The devil was possessing her. Robin says, I can't take Monique's side in all of this. I just can't do it. Uh, now we're at Chris and Candace's. Chris is making Candace some tea, which is a very quaint beverage after you've gotten your head knocked into a a table, a wooden table. Uh, How are you? He says, she goes, my forehead hurts. Uh, do you need to see a doctor? Uh, she goes, I don't think I was hit hard enough to be concussed. I like, I love the word concussed. It's such a, I don't know, just such a strong word. Um, she says, I woke up this morning in a panic. What the hell happened? Says, ex- you know, it exploded on someone. The more I think about the friendship, the more, oh yeah, so now we're at Monique's house. Uh, the more I think about this friendship, the more I want nothing, oh no, no, sorry, sorry, we're still at Candace's. sorry guys, sorry. The more I think about this friendship, the more I want nothing to do with her. Mo- Monique intended to hurt me, and yeah, I mean, I would say at that point, Monique was like, I am going to bash the smart ass talk out of you. Uh, She goes, I've apologized to this bitch more time than I care to count about, care to count. There's a flashback to all the I'm sorry's, all the I'm sorry's throughout their relationship. It makes zero sense after all the apologies for her to do this to me. Chris says, well, I guess it's not much left for you to discuss then. New scene, Karen and Ray. Now, uh, you, uh, she's rattling pots and pans because she's going to cook for Ray. It's Ray's birthday. She also has a chef coming over to cook. And it's like, it's a, she's going to make a nice B-Day dinner for old Ray. And Ray is watching Karen get all the pots and pans together. And Ray's like, you look good in the kitchen. (laughs) I love, I love Ray's whole attitude. Like, I know he's not treating Karen specifically right, but I just love the way he says, okay. Like he always, okay. Like, I love that. He's like, just seems like kind of, all right, all right. Like, he just, I don't know. Like, I want to talk to Ray. Like, I want to talk to Karen more, but like, I kind of like them together. I hope it all works out. Uh, Karen goes, oh, this turns you on when I'm in the kitchen and she goes, don't get used to it. And Ray goes, okay, okay. Karen says she has her own issues right now, but it's your birthday and I want you to enjoy it. I love you. Um, you know, she mentions again that my husband feels like I'm putting more into my business than into being a wife. And he goes, yeah, I got a little lopsided, it, uh, you know, felt a little disconnected, and karen brings up hey you know why don't we do maybe not therapy but maybe a life coach you know we have to try to understand what's going on here the difference and i think that's a great move karen goes why are you looking at me like you don't think it needs work when she brings this up and she goes in a talking head asking ray to go to therapy is like pulling teeth but uh her packaging it in another way like a life coach will get him to go to therapy she thinks um Karen lets us know she was invited to go to her homecoming in Surrey. She wants to take the other girls, but the girls she wants to take with her are a hot mess right now. Ray asks, what's the issue? And Karen, uh, Karen says choosing sides because, the, you know, they were, it's hard to choose sides. They were both wrong. Karen says conversations will have to take place to get peace and I believe that's what we're in this week's upcoming week's episode, Karen says they were both the instigator. Um, and also she brings up Ashley revealed uh, that uh, about the pics of Michael cheating. Uh, let's Ray know, well, Ashley told us that nothing happened. Ashley says he didn't get a piece of sex from the lady. And Ray's like, well, what about that whole thing about him being gay and like a sausage and wanting to suck a sausage? <laughs> I just love if... Like, do girls do that? Like, I know guys, like, I guess, like, Michael obviously says, yeah, I want to suck a sausage. Yeah, it's me sucking sausage. Like, that's all, like, rant. Like, do girls, like, try to get sexy like that? Of, like, I want to suck a sausage. Like, you know what I'm saying? You Is that... Okay. And by the way, thank you all you ladies that do reach out to me, because last week I got multiple messages that boob tape is a very normal thing, and I should know better. <laughs> I should know better. So thank you for keeping me on the straight and narrow, ladies. I really do appreciate that. Let me know about the sausage thing, I guess. Sausage. Um, So, um, Ray is just kind of like, well, that's, that's interesting. You know, why would he confess that he tried to have sex with a woman and couldn't? And Karen's like, that's what I'm trying to say. And then chef Kim comes there. She's there to cook or to teach Karen how to cook for Ray. Karen needs to show her man she is making an effort but needs help. So today we're doing an Asian twist on a Chilean sea bass. What if at this point in the podcast I actually turn it into a cooking show and we cook it together? Okay, guys, let's get your sea bass out. Okay, okay, let's get the salt. Is that sea salt? Okay, good, good. Uh, Ray likes it. He goes, very good, babe. Uh, you going to do this again? They're teasing. haha. So now we're, we're now with Giselle and the kids. They arrive at a hotel in Atlanta. Um, the girls and I are in a hotel until they are comfortable with uh, Giselle and Jamal back together again. So this is a great solution. Plus, she says Jamal had never has food in his house. Um, so she also brings up her dad. She says her dad, Giselle's dad, makes her eternally happy, she says. But I haven't told him that Jamal and I are a couple again because Jamal is definitely not his favorite guy. And I don't want him to find out from the blog's. Which by the way, isn't it insane how many blogs that the ladies of Potomac pay attention to? Like I feel like I'm missing out on blog life. Like I know podcast life and Instagram life, but this blog life, and especially in Potomac, seems intense. They're always talking about these blogs. Like, what blogs are we talking about? I feel like we I feel like I need a master list of blogs. Because I just I, I just need it. I need to know what's going on. Um. So anyway, so Giselle has to tell her dad um now we're on to Monique Monique is doing her daughter's hair Chris comes in T'Challa's there uh, our favorite T'Challa um and Chris goes you shouldn't be fighting that's ridiculous um I I hate this you know it's not a good image and Monique's like I don't care about image and Chris goes I do and you gotta forget about image this is reality she talks to crazy to everyone Monique says about Candace Her mom should have popped her a year ago. (laughs) And Monique lets us know that football players off the field have an image to keep up with. So that's why Chris is being so very particular about this. But also, Chris might just not like women beating the shit out of each other. Uh, Monique says it just escalated so fast. Uh, but by the way, this whole time, did you guys notice she was yanking her daughter's hair around to do her daughter's hair? Like literally like she was like snatching at, uh, Candace's hair. Did he, and Her daughter's like, ow, mommy. Ow. And she's like, sorry, baby. Sorry. Like, did you notice that? It was like very weird. Um, Monique says, I don't need to be in the same room with her. This has been a long time coming. And she's like, I snapped. And Chris is just staring into the distance. He goes, that's bad. <laughs> He's just staring like he saw a ghost, like the ghost of angry Monique past, you know? Um, And then she says something, you point your finger in my face, so you step to me, I'm going to grab the hair and I hit you in the face. And her mom said, you better not start a fight, but she's like, I will dang well finish it. If you get in my face, I take it seriously, Monique says. Who does that to someone who keeps saying, you know, to, uh, you going to drag me. You're going to drag me. You're going to drag me. And like, you know, and then she got pushed. She said, y'all got that. And Chris goes, y'all got that glass falling around. This could have been serious. You all grown woman, you all grown women can't hang out without fighting. And she just goes, whatever. (laughs) So now we're back to Atlanta. We got Giselle. We got the girls. We got Giselle's dad. He moved to Atlanta after they split up with his mom and her dad got a divorce. Uh, He says the girls are getting older. Jamal bought a restaurant from them. These three ladies are going to be the owners. I love Giselle's girls. They're just so quiet and polite, and just like I remember that awkwardness of being, you know, like a preteen or a teen, you know uh he's like wow owning something i own nothing well by the way i own nothing like i literally own nothing that's crazy i own a lot of dvds like what a poor investment on my part like what if i like i said if i had a time machine i would literally go back and shake the shit out of myself around 17 and go there's going to be dvds and a thing called blu-rays you do not need any of them trust me trust me i just couldn't have predicted streaming you guys i just didn't think streaming was ever going to be a thing it's just not fair So anyways, tomorrow is the ribbon-cutting ceremony. It's like a big deal uh, for the Arizona restaurant. Uh, The girls are going to be there. um, And the girls take off from the the lunch, which I was like, where are the girls going? But they're taking off so Giselle can talk to her dad about Jamal. And she starts off with, there is a guy that's not your favorite, their dad. Uh, As you know, we've maintained a great friendship the 12 years that we've been apart. We have been trying to get this family together, but the past, and we've been trying to get this family back together. The past is the past. Um, you know, I know you'll have feelings. It's totally valid, but you have to let some stuff go. And there's a flashback of Giselle calling her, cheater, cheater. He used to be a pumpkin eater or something. He loves to hide his salami. Um, my dad did not let it go. When we got married, he didn't come. We find out. And her dad goes, well, you got to trust your gut. And Giselle goes, right now, my gut is good. My gut is good, she says. Very conviction. Uh, Giselle, he just says, Giselle, I want you to be happy. I'm in favor of it. I want your daughters to be happy. And he goes, I'll walk you down the aisle. You can count on it. So it's like, wow, you know, this is like a very strong man. He just wants her to be happy. And I think that's just really admirable. Um, Giselle goes, that's all I need. And you can see she has relief. And now we're on to Ashley and Dean. And down to the last drop, uh, just uh, breastfed a uh, little Dean, a little ugly baby Dean that looks like Michael. He's not an ugly baby. It just looks like Michael and I hate Michael. Michael comes in and like, hello, hello, mate. Um, you know, just certain couples aren't magic. You know, there's certain couples in our life where we're like, oh, what an admirable couple. I really like them as a couple. That gives me a good feeling. Ashley and Michael aren't one of them. Nobody ever is, ever is like, God, they're cute together i don't even mean physically i'm just like emotionally they're not cute together you're just like it boggles the mind it's truly an unsolved mystery and uh so she's gonna go put down the baby um and uh he pops out a corona light and she says uh you know she's relaying that wow the heat was on us in our relationship but now the heat is on monique and candace the cheating's old news now. Like, she really lucked out. Like, really. I mean, you lucked out. I mean, just what a cornucopia of goodness. And she's like, oh, good. We don't have to keep on me. We got a whole interesting thing going. Um, she says, if Michael decides he is now willing to hang, if he's not, we will hightail it out of here so damn fast. She's basically saying, me and the baby will leave if he's not willing to do what we need him to do. Um. She... uh they're sharing the beer they're talking she's like i know we haven't had time to really go into things that contributed to us getting to this point when did you feel something was different um and there's a flashback to them being in different difficult situations before uh so she's like so you thought the sex part was not connected in our relationship and she says do you think you can be disciplined She's like, the temptations will always be there. And she brings up the thought of having a postnuptial, something that can protect Dean and her if this happens again. And he goes, hmm, we can look into that, sure. And we had a prenup that expired after five years. In the event of a divorce, uh, she would get 50% of the assets. And this would actually give her more. And it would speed up the process. And, uh, you know, she, you know, is like, She goes, I want to make sure you're happy and that I look after you in the right way. Uh, So now we're back uh, to Arizona's, the restaurant in Atlanta. The girls are doing a walkthrough. The girls really don't talk much. Uh, One girl does ask, do you make your own lemonade? And that's interesting. I thought it'd been funny. It was like, she was like, do you guys make your own lemonade? Go get me some. I own this place. Um, Jamal goes, this is where you guys will be all summer long working. When you can give something to someone... You know, you can teach them something. I do love that Jamal wants to take care of his kids in that way. And I wonder if he takes care of all of his kids because he has like seven of them, you know. Um, we find out in a Talking Head, they ask her how many kids does Jamal have? And Giselle says, I decided I'm not going to speak about the kids I'm not the mother of. It's not fair to them or the mothers. I do wonder if any of the other kids are fans of Potomac and they're always like, Dad, can I meet your current lady friend because i'm a huge fan of the show i would do that um so karen and ray are setting up for their life coaching therapy the lady from pillow talk is going to come help them reconnect uh the lady from pillow talk has an amazing voice uh she's talking about love languages are you both still intimate and karen goes not as much as we need to be uh ray goes there was a time when the wind blows i would be ready and now i need a hurricane which is like damn but you feel it you know like i don't i don't know like i don't get as many boners in the morning as i used to as i get older you know and sometimes and we're, we can speak frank right i don't know if this will turn everybody up but like i've been known to to masturbate here and there and you just don't as you get older you're just like yeah been there, done that. You know what I'm saying? You're just like, yeah, I could do that. Or I could, uh, finish watching this episode and take notes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause then that's like a whole thing. You're taking your pants down. You're, you know what I'm saying? Is it like that for ladies as well? I see. I, this is the stuff I don't know. This is the stuff I don't know. Like, is it, is it constant? Is it anyways, that's a private thing. I probably will regret sharing, but anyways, he's just saying, it's not like it used to be. It, it just isn't. And the pillow talk lady say, or says, uh, what is the one trait that annoys you about Ray? And we find out Ray's a snorer. And Ray goes, well, I don't know. I don't know that uh, I, I snore because I'm asleep. Um, Ray is annoyed that she always appears to be busy now and we don't have time. And we find out the new company put a strain on Ray and I, Karen says. And she's like, I'm not balancing the attention I get with the business of this relationship. Or I'm not I'm not balancing the business and the attention needed for this relationship. And what's missing is a little more attention. You used to cook more, uh, he says. Karen says that's insulting. Um, And that Ray was like, well, you know, you were technically cooking for the kids. And when they went, I don't get cooked for anymore. And it's just such a weird argument because you really do like that is so weird to think about. It's like it's kind of weird that he's basically saying, like, I kind of got used to having a servant, you know. And he's not even making any bones about it. And I guess, you know, when you're used to something over decades, you know, you do get used to it. And then it is – and I think my parents had a little bit of this as well, you know, and now they kind of share the cooking and stuff. But it is like the the inner workings of a relationship that go on after years and years and decades – You just can never understand it. It's different for everybody, but there's, I think, some unique similarities that everybody has to really want to continue to be around somebody. It's a very hard, tough road, and I've tried it myself, and and it's very tough. You guys know. A lot of you guys know. Um, And Karen goes, well, what about my needs? And she goes, I feel you don't date me. You stop planting that love bug. I need to feel that you love me. And the lady goes, Karen, kudos to you for saying that. A lot of couples can't do that. And Karen goes, I am still in love with you. And Ray was like, I don't think of days without you either, Karen. Ray says, I think I'm in love with Karen. And Karen goes, after 23 years, you don't know. And he goes, I knew at one point I love you and I think I'm in love with you. But it doesn't feel the same way as it did 20 years ago. And maybe it's not supposed to. And Karen goes, that's a painful discovery, what just happened. You know, and Karen goes, everyone knows I'm in love with you, knows I'm in love with you. I knew we had distance, but I wasn't prepared for this at all. We have some work to do. And she goes, I didn't expect to hear you weren't in love with me. That you don't know, Karen says. You're a little different than the person I married. I was trying to answer the question honestly, Ray says. Karen says, I appreciate your honesty, but I don't have to like it. And that's such a powerful scene, you guys. Like, it's such a powerful scene. Like, it. that's gotta just be a gut punch. And I know Ray deep down does... But he's trying to say he isn't happy. And maybe that's with his own life too, you know. But it was such a serious scene. And it was so sad because that got done. And and Karen went upstairs. Ray Ray walked off. And Karen went into her closet. And and she's like, I got to get this mic off me. I got to breathe. I got to breathe. It's going to be all right. I got to breathe. I got to breathe. And they're taking her mic off her. And it's so sad, you guys. So sad. So now it says we're in Atlanta day three at the Arizona restaurant opening. Huge line out the door. This is exciting, you guys. Jamal comes out uh giselle lets us know this is the first time my dad has been around jamal life is good jamal has the mic uh talks about this is about generational wealth because he's passing this down to his kids thank you stonecrest for your love and support i'm guessing that's his church the girls are so shy they're kind of like thank you for being here thank you you know you know they cut the ribbon uh now we're back in food is coming out it's uh you know exciting day um, the girls, um, by the way, Jamal, I just gotta keep saying it. He looks so much like R. Kelly to me. It's like I already don't have great feelings about Jamal, and then he looks like R. Kelly on top of it, which, by the way, there are so many times I wanna play the remix to Ignition, like when I'll be going over sound cues, and I can't do it. I can't do it. Because I refuse to play R. Kelly's music anymore. Um, <laughs> by the way, that's me going, pat me on the back, folks. Look at what a hero I am. Um, The girls are getting the hang of it. One's acting like a waitress. One's acting like a hostess. One's walking around with the manager. Um, My girls appreciate what they were trying to instill in them, Giselle says. The value of hard work. If they understand, they can teach that to their own children. We see the girls getting the hang of it. Jamal and the girls sit down with Giselle's father. Uh, Are you exhausted, Giselle asks? Well, that's called work. Jamal says, I'm excited about your future. They will not forget... They will not forget this day for a long time as a family. It's a big day for them. This is what our dad sees our new family unit looks like. Giselle is talking about her dad. He's being supportive, and this means the world to me. And, you know, they bring up the, you know, that they're back together. And Giselle's dad goes, like, I want you to be happy. That's the bottom line. And he gets up. And this is off camera. We just hear the mic. And he goes, take this mic off me this is not a good move for her. He's talking to production. He has six or seven baby mamas. Do you want to deal with that again? No. As a father, you think twice about that stuff. I'm done. That's it. I'm clean. Damn. Damn. That father is a truth teller. That father is an American hero. That father is the father of the year. That's got to be painful. Man, I wonder how Giselle feels about that. She kind of talked about it on Bravo, the uh, the Bravo chat room that's on on Sunday and Mondays. She talked about it a hair, but not like I'd really want to get into that with her. But anyways, that was Real Housewives of Potomac. Wasn't that amazing, folks? If you want more recaps, They'll be up on my Patreon on Friday. You'll have all the Patreons your little heart will desire. You'll have New York, you'll have Beverly Hills, and you'll have Below Deck Med. And um, anyways, and part one of the podcast will be out tomorrow. Um, Next week's episode is... Guys, I have two guests that are going to knock your socks off. I'm telling you. Next week is the week. And this week's going to be amazing too. But next week, folks... Get ready. It's going to knock you off your coal mining asses, okay? I love you guys. As always, uh, support, leave good reviews, uh, Patreon, blah, 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 blah. I love you guys. Let me know what you need and and hopefully I can get some motivation this week. Love you. Bye.